What's going on, everybody, and welcome to the other side of the firewall podcast, where we talk about the latest and greatest cybersecurity news, as well as we highlight those movers and shakers and glass ceiling breakers, those people of color who made it to the other side of the proverbial firewall. My name is Ryan Williams. As always, I'm joined by Shannon Times. What's up? What's up? What's going on? Welcome to another week of the podcast. So if you have not done already, please go back and listen to uh, Ask SSP with uh, uh, Yvonne Rivera. So she's the CEO, CISO, uh, and co-founder of Cybermite. So it was a really good interview about uh, what she does, uh, her cybersecurity origin story, and then just what it means to be an entrepreneur. So definitely check that out. Uh, and then this week, I don't believe I have one lined up, but then I have several more after that. So definitely continue to tune in. There might be a throwback this week, but without further ado, I'll give it to Shannon. All right, everybody. So this first article comes from uh, APnews.com, um, and it's written by Christina Cassidy. Uh, the title of this one is Multiple Threats to Election Systems Prompt U.S. Cybersecurity Agency to Boost Cooperation with States. Okay, so we had to know this was coming, right? So like as 2024 is upon us, right? It's an election year. We all seen what has happened in the past, right? When it came to 2016, 2020. So we knew this was something that was going to get a little bit of focus, right? Um, now, mind you, no matter what has been disproven, right? It's always something that comes up about, you know, there being election interference through, through way of uh, cybersecurity hacking, right? Like, the machines aren't doing what they need to, things of that nature. Well, CISA is getting ahead of that this year, right? So uh, they introduced a program this week uh, to the National Association of State Election Directors and National Association of Secretaries of State um, that are meeting in the nation's capital, right? So they're meeting in D.C. And what they're doing is they're going and they have a list of security challenges that keep growing, right? Uh, whether it be getting a message out about there being election interference right and and, and from a cybersecurity perspective right um and then a potential cyber attacks talking about those uh, them coming from foreign governments because that was a hot hot topic right that we've seen in the last several years um is that being a thing it's even being talked about now by some people still right but um what they want to talk about is, is how they deal with this, right? And misinformation is something they mentioned in this as well, right? So it's not necessarily cybersecurity specific, right? Where, where you put hands on keyboards to deal with something, but it is something that needs to be addressed because you have people out there that no matter what you tell them, right? If things just don't go their way, they believe, oh, it's because of this, that, and the third. It just can't can't take it, right? So um, dealing with the the misinformation thing, it's a way to deal with the, the undermining of public confidence, right? So we talk about this on the show all the time, right? It's the trust factor, right? If uh, if the people out there that are voting don't think that the machines that they're using are safe, uh, they maybe won't vote, right? Or they'll just, they'll come up with an excuse on why, you know, things didn't go their way. We just don't need that, right? It can lead to violence and things of that nature. And that's just what we're trying to avoid here. So they're, they're, they're out here talking, they're out here, um, having this meeting and then again in DC uh, where they're talking about these these things, right? So um, it, it's a diff it's a difficult cybersecurity environment to navigate uh, in these days, but this is how they're just trying to get ahead of it to deal with it, right? Um, and they're talking about scanning voter registration systems for vulnerabilities. Like there's just different things that they're talking about, right? Um, what. So we talked about this, I want to say it was like a month ago, we were talking about um, the, the United States government um, dealing with critical infrastructure systems, right? And so what they said was election systems were designated as critical infrastructure, right? With your banks, your water systems, uh, nuclear power plants, things of that nature. Um, so 
with that being the case, this is something they do have to address, right? They have to go out there and make sure they're helping as much as they can, getting the getting the information out there, you know, for for these states that that maybe aren't divesting as much energy um, into uh, into dealing with this, right? But uh, it's one of those things where you got to get ahead of it so that if the time comes to where this is a major issue again, come election time, come, you know, November of this year, um, they can be out in front and say, no, 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 this is how we dealt with this. This is what we did. Um, so that shouldn't be something that comes up, you know what I mean? Try to instill that that public confidence like I was talking about earlier, but we'll see how it goes. I mean, this is, this is a good way. I mean, they're a good you know, eight months, nine months ahead of this, right? So the hope is that um, we don't have that same, um, I don't want to say excuse, but we don't have those same reasonings later on in the year when people start uh, doubting, you know, their voting systems and things like that, right? Or or you have a whoever the next my pillow guy is putting up five million dollars or whatever to try to to try to discredit you know election systems so they're, they're trying to get ahead of it so good on CISA, right for doing for doing their part right and um hopefully um the efforts don't go unappreciated or unnoticed but i have my doubts you know what i mean so we'll see what happens but ryan what's your thoughts on this yeah absolutely so i, I think you nailed the head when it comes to public trust um, so I always forget, please like, share, subscribe, all that good stuff. There's a bell involved at the bell, so you can uh, know when we release new episodes, which we do every single week, Monday through Friday. Um, but yeah, I, I think the instilling public trust, because I don't feel like talking about this for four years after the election, right, or infinitely is what it seems to be. Um, so it, it's good to see them step their, their game up. I Shout out to CISA just in general. They seem to be one of the most nimble federal agencies uh period. Like Jen Easterly is doing her thing over there. Uh, this is how quickly they're able to, to move and to uh, just be aggressive towards towards these different initiatives. Um, because as we both know, the, the federal government or the, the DOD in general sometimes could be very slow, right? So it's a huge ship. <laughs> it takes a long time to turn, um, depending on oh, anything outside of war takes takes time, right? Uh, so it's good to see that they're able to uh, to attack these initiatives so quickly. Um, at the end of the day, I don't understand why we still do it the way we do it. It's a very archaic system, like you said. It's it's deemed critical infrastructure, and and they have to to secure it. However, um, the the most critical of infrastructures is our banking system, and we're able to do that from our phone. Why can't I not vote from my phone? I just don't get it. Like I, it's. The excuse saying that it would be uh, the fraud will go up and that you can't trust people and all the other things, but you're able to like literally people's life blood is on the line. Like people do not play around with their money in the states. You trust your bank through your phone. Why can't I not vote through my phone? Why are we still going to polling places and then having to talk about it where they they say people are like interfering with the vote. There are people who are not counting the vote. There are people, there are machines that are damaged. There are the people who don't understand what they're voting for. Like, but people are able to move large sums of money through their cell phone. <laughs> I don't, I don't get it. Like, why can't we not authenticate, have tokens? I think it would be easier to vote from your phone than it is to use all these lumberous machines that no one trusts. Because you trust your you trust your phone with your life. So I, I don't get it. Like, I hope that's the future, but the way people feel is that you can't, like maybe it's a generational shift, right? Like after uh, what came before boomers, what was the, what was, what was the, 
what was that age group called? Because it's boomers, X, and then us millennials. What was before boomers? Was uh, that the Gen Z? Was that the Gen Z? No, no. But yeah, that's 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 the one more modern. Is are boomers the last of the I guess like the great generation or whatever, right? Like it are the boomers the last of that? Is there no one before the boomers? <laughs> But whatever, whatever that generation is, I think like once, once we get past that generation and the boomer generation, and we get to Gen X, and make well, I don't know, I don't think Gen X feels confident in voting from their phone either. But they're a little bit more hard edged as well. Like millennials, we'll vote from our phone. <laughs> not the, not the bash, yeah, because you because we, we're just on the bridge, right? Like I'm, I'm an elder millennial, and you'd be Gen Gen X. So I'm not trying not trying to bash your generation. All right, Shannon. But <laughs> look, I'm 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 still a millennial. Are you? Like, was, it it was, keeps changing. I was, keeps... I was like the I was like the oldest millennial. Like some people don't even go by the year group thing. You know what I'm saying? But right. I, yeah. So it keeps changing because I, I was just on the cusp of millennial. Now now you're a millennial. We're only like a, a year or two apart. <laughs> it's not it's not a decade between us. I, I, yeah, I, th I think I think that's why. It's like I am the oldest millennial. You know what I mean? Like, okay. I, I guess I'm not, a, I'm not an elder millennial anymore. I'm just a regular millennial. I've lost my status. <laughs> so before the baby boomers was the silent generation, and then oh. the greatest generation was before that. Greatest generation was born 1901 to 1927. Silent generation was 1928 to 1945, which some of them are still out there, right? Right. And baby boomers, Generation X, millennials, Generation Z. Okay, we got to get to millennials, so we got another 40, 50 years. It's going to be a while. <laughs> People live longer than they ever lived before, right? Like, we just keep, because I'm, I'm going to be at least 120. I don't know about you, Ooh. but. <laughs> I'm, I'm suffering in my 40s, man. Like, I don't know. Sometimes I wake up, I'm like, oh. I have a, I have a cure for that. I have a cure for that. We're, we're working on it. But uh, I, I guess I, I've, I've taken this down a rabbit hole, but I'm just saying, like, it's good to see that they're getting uh, behind it, that they're they're protecting the, the voting systems. I just hope that we evolve out of our current archaic system, right? Right. I, I remember uh, the the disputes about Florida, right? When it was um, uh, Bush versus uh, Al Gore, right? Yeah. Like we we've come, we haven't come a long way since then, and I want us to evolve past that. I why why are we not using these digital systems that are secure? Like your phone is way more secure than most things. It's only going to become more secure, right? Like now you're locking it front with your face. You get individual tokens. Passwords are going away. We keep saying that, but I, I feel that it's right around the corner. The uh, authentication is stronger than ever. And then your bank is already on your phone. So if your bank can be on your phone, your medical records can be on your phone, your IDs will start to be on your phone. I can't wait for that. That's, that's right around the corner. Like once the, the, Driver's license is part of the phone, then voter registration card should be part of your phone as well. And then it should be just you on that day accessing the system and casting your vote. So so I like the idea, but I think the reason behind that is that most people don't take proper security with their phones, right? So like as it stands right now, I mean, there are people that still leave their phones unlocked, right? So if it's a matter of, you know, getting in there, they leave their phones unlocked and then they don't make, they don't log into, you know, these apps. They just leave them up all the time. They don't enable any type of, you know, login features to make it easy for them. Right. So if someone leaves their phone, which seems to happen very often now. I mean, you've got the keys to the kingdom, right? At that point. So that's, that's true.
I don't know. Maybe maybe it's a matter of the manufacturers, the the and developers. Yeah, developer. the developers. Yeah, or or just in general, like like okay, your phone has to. Just like uh, if you work for a business, like if you, if you work for a company, there would be restrictions already on your phone. Like maybe you should, I, I maybe I should go down a rabbit hole because now I'm taking away freedom. <laughs> but Patriot, maybe, maybe you have to, maybe you have to opt in. Maybe, maybe as a matter of fact, like so when you when you use when you use your personal phone, like you bring your own device, uh, when it comes to your business, there's a secure app side, right? That you can only access that already has restrictions and features and things of that nature. So maybe there'll be two halves to your phone. There'll be your your whatever you want to do with your phone, and then there'll be the secure side. Because people do get kind of weird about like, I don't want the government on my phone. The government's already in your phone. <laughs> it's too late for that. There's no coming back. Um, but we'll, we'll see what the future holds. So uh again, shout out to CISA for getting on top of this way in advance, right? Because this this year is going to be rough, and that the following year of uh, rebuffs and rebuttals is going to be even rougher. Like, so we'll see how all this turns out. But it's good to see that they're, they're stepping up and they're able to quickly act uh, to protect those voting systems. And again, you know, I'm just I'm, I'm trying to predict the future here. We need to get off of those things because it's just it's it's archaic, <laughs> and we're we're supposed to be the the most free and advanced country on the planet. It doesn't feel like it sometimes. <laughs> so. Definitely continue to tune in throughout the uh, the weeks, Monday, Tuesday, our topics, Wednesday, discussion. Uh, this week is pretty much all about uh, uh, American infrastructure. Being under attack. <laughs> yeah. So definitely continue to tune in throughout the week. Uh, and then Friday, everything else, some movies, books, games, all that good stuff. Uh, hit up the website. Um, or hit up all the websites that go by our name. Give me a person. I'm at Ryry Security Guy. That's R-Y-R-Y Security Guy. You can find me on LinkedIn, Clubhouse, Twitter, and Threads. Stay safe, stay secure.